Welcome to Wood Talk, for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now here are three guys who like to use a lot of words, yet say nothing at all. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. All right, it's Wood Talk number 253 for June 26th, 2015. It's a weekend edition of Wood Talk, and that means we've got one topic for you today. We're going to talk about helical head planers, and we're really going to focus on the lunchbox portable style planers. And this all comes from a question we got from Christopher. He says, I recently heard your show about upgrading machinery in the shop, and Mark expressed how nice it was to upgrade to a helical head in his jointer. My question concerns planers. More and more companies are jumping on the bandwagon of adding helical head planers to their arsenal. Two companies, Rikon and Wood River, have even added these cutter heads to their line of lunchbox planers. What are your thoughts on this new lineup, and do you feel these helical head lunchbox planers are a greater long-term value than their traditional counterparts? Are they a shop upgrade even worth considering? So uh, this this should be interesting. I don't I haven't had much experience with the lunchbox style planers in the helical format. I know right. Matt, you have one, correct? Yes, and we we should say before we get the anybody coming sending us a kickback, it's a helical style or uh, like a, it's not a true helical cutter head. Because if you look at the pictures, especially the Wood River one that's being uh, mentioned in here, mm-hmm. uh, when you look at the close-up, they are actually in line with each other, but they're not doing that cool DNA kind of super helical. Yeah, because uh, there's a the term, I think the term du jour is helical-inspired color. Helical-inspired, <laughs> nice. Because, yeah, there's a little bit of a sheer angle in the placement when it's like the bird Shelix-style right. helical head versus they're just kind of the carbide cutters are spaced around the cylinder (laughs) in in a particular order. Right. And it's amazing how people will want to correct you and they should, because I mean, there's a difference between the true helical and then what this is. But yes, I I have one and I've, I've loved every minute of it. I feel like it definitely gives me um, a really, really clean cut. In fact, uh, I, when I did a side by side a couple of years ago, uh, the traditional cutter head uh, with the straight blade, I put a brand new blade in to make sure that it was equal to the brand new cutter head or carbide cutters, or actually they're not carbide, they're high, high, speed, high, speed, high speed steel, steel. Okay. cutters, uh, so that they would be equal to each other. And uh, at the same pass, the same depth and everything, those helical style one definitely gave a much cleaner cut. Okay. So then, I mean, for me, one of the big things when it comes to planers and jointers is setup. And Mm -hmm. when you have straight blades, it's the biggest flipping nightmare. Okay. I'm exaggerating, but it's a giant pain in my butt to adjust three, usually three uh, cutter on the cutter head, three blades to all be the exact same distance from the cutter head and everything to be perfect, perfectly aligned. It seems like these will solve that problem. Like mm-hmm. 100%. Right. And one thing I noticed with this, I was just looking at the, the Wood River one. Uh, when you look at these, the style they have here, they have the replacement ones with it. The neat thing about this, the problem we've always had with those straight, the long straight ones is trying to get them lined up just the right way so that one side isn't too higher than the other and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, with these little carbide ones, they've got like a little um, – What's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like a chamfer where the screw sits in. So the way that the, they're manufactured, they're supposed to sit perfectly straight right into position. So all you have to do is put them in to replace them or, right. or to There's flip no them wiggle around. Room. Yeah, they're exactly. indexed, indexed perfectly. Right. Yeah, so that that is, for me, that's a huge thing because – 
while I may have to be replacing a number of them, they go in real quickly and I don't have to sit there and tinker around with them trying to make sure that they, they get all lined up. And that's the other thing is if you have a nick in one, you don't have to replace the whole entire blade. You can just replace or spin around and put the other one on there. Now, well, I to, know to somebody will fair, make, the, mm-hmm. the DeWalt 735, the 13-inch the DeWalt, the one that I used to have, mm-hmm. um, it is also – the blades are also indexed on the straight lines. Um, so they were super easy to replace. Um, the problem was it was a 13-inch wide blade and right. you know, one little <laughs> nick. And, and they're an absolute pain in the butt to resharpen to the point where they're almost marketed as disposable. Um, because, because of the fact that that blade is indexed, well, when you sharpen, what do you do? You actually shorten the blade, right? Right. So mm-hmm. there is a point where you just can't sharpen it anymore. Um, and that index won't allow it to scoot forward. So I, I never had problem. Now, joiners, absolutely, Mark, totally with you. They're a pain in the butt right. to, to fix up. Um, but the, the DeWalt one was perfectly indexed and it was always really nice. And I'd spend 50, 55 bucks and get a new set of blades and swap them in and be done. So that was really, mm-hmm. really nice. Um, where I've found the, the helical style, is that right, Matt? Helical it style. Like, yeah. Actually, my head is helical. I don't remember. I didn't what? want to say anything. I was looking at your latest uh, Facebook profile and I'm like, eh. nah, it's a little oblong. This thing is their carbide. You know, because they're small little teeth, you can afford to actually get, make them carbide. If you tried to make a solid carbide 13 inch wide blade, it would be rather cost prohibitive mm-hmm. um, and probably very brittle too to have that much carbide. Um, you, they stay sharp a lot longer. And I think the problem that we all had with our high speed steel ones is we dreaded the whole blade switch. We dreaded all that, that we, we, let it go far too long before resharpening. Oh, gosh, you know, yes. <laughs> where it starts to smoke and like you keep waxing the bed to make it go through faster. And really what you need to do is change the blades like yeah. six months ago. So I think that's the key that's helping get such a better finish. Um, because looking at this from a commercial perspective, I know my mill foreman, he loves regular blades. Now, granted, when you're talking about a, a multi-head molder, you can't really – you can, but it's cost prohibitive. Create a profiled carbide head. So we're using high-speed steel for all those things. You can get a cleaner cut with a, a regular straight knife if it's sharp. Mm-hmm. And that's just it is they get dull so much faster. So sure. a lot of architectural millwork houses actually maintain a, a, a spiral head and maintain a straight knife for that finishing cut to get that really, really beautiful, um, beautiful finish on it. But – if you're running Teak or you're running Ipe or some crazy exotic, it will eat those high-speed uh, high steel blades in seconds, you know, and you're, you're right. screwed. Now you've got a dull blade. Yeah. At the William Ng School, <clears throat> excuse me, William has a Felder planer that I've uh, gushed about numerous times. And the, the finish off of that thing is just glass smooth. Like the most you would need to do to the board afterwards is like 320 grit sanding by hand. Nice. That's all it needs. <laughs> and it's straight blades. You yeah, know? yeah. So, I mean, you think about it. We talk about how uh, we hand tool snobs talk about. Oh, I don't use sandpaper. I can get a better finish off the blade. Well, it's the same idea. Mm-hmm. It just so happens to be moving really, really fast. Yeah, <laughs> so it's still a straight knife, but you know, it gets it gets dull, just like a hand plane blade gets dull, or a yeah. chisel gets dull, if not faster, actually, because you're higher RPM and everything. Yeah. So with this, with these new designs though, because you have a square insert instead of a blade, you have four effectively four times the life, I guess, would you say potentially? Uh, And if they're carbide, maybe they last even longer, but you've got like at least four times the life before you need to do any purchasing or maintenance on there other than rotating them around. 
Well, actually, a lot of them only have the cutter on two sides. Oh, really? See, I didn't yeah, know that. I thought it was four-sided. At least sided. the one that I have, the cutter is only on two sides. It's not – because th- there were some that, that were like, oh, there's three. Oh, there, there, you know, you could have four. And then one thing specifically with the Wood River one, again, looking at, at the close-up on this mm-hmm. – um, the cutter head is actually – it's a rectangle. It's not a square. So this only has two cutter cutting edges on it. Hmm. Um, each, each insert, yeah, you have two screws for it. That was a little bit longer. Before Steel City went under or whatever they are now, I think Rikon bought them. This was something that they had originally talked about doing was creating these larger – these longer inserts. Hmm. Uh, that's on the Wood River. I was looking at the Rikon one, and the Rikon one looks like it is the, the small square ones. But again – the, the it particular seems like that would be I more have. work because then you have to braise the carbide onto whatever the, the steel base instead of a solid piece of carbide. I don't know. I haven't looked well, at my I think the, the Wood River one, I think that that's actually – those are high-speed steel also. Oh, no. It, you're right. Two-sided carbon steel inserts. Okay. When you didn't have to braise it like on a, on a circular saw blade, you've got that – that's the term, isn't it? Braising it? I don't know. Yeah. You do that to a rump roast too, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was always, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, rump oh, we're talking roast. about some sort of meeting thing. But yeah, that's – I mean according to this one, it is. It, the Wood River has the wider two-sided carbon steel. So yeah, so they'd have to braise it to two sides of it. So I would think overall, even if it were just two sides, you're looking at twice as long of a life. You are. And yeah. I don't know. I mean you get, generally speaking, a cleaner cut for a longer period of time. Is the way right. to look at that. Yeah. Well, and that's what I wonder. I mean, with the exception of the true shearing Shelix bird Shelix cutter head, mm-hmm. um, because we we have some of those Shelix cutter heads uh, at the mill, and we have the non helical, the helical inspired heads. <laughs> and of course, we have straight straight knives as well, and there is definitely uh, a difference in cut quality. But it, you know, again, I view the planer as a as a rough tool. Exactly. You know, I'm doing stuff to the surface before I apply finish. So the, you know, cause you hear about that. Well, they give you a better cut. They're better with figured woods. Yes, I could say that, you know, I can almost run the board through backwards and I still get a better cut. But I wonder if that's the shearing action or just the fact that the carbide is really, really sharp and I haven't let my straight line, my straight knives go a little too long. That's the, that's the thing. Have you guys seen like a massive difference in cut quality? Um, not, no, not really. I mean, I, I like the way it looks. I like the way it feels, but nothing that I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's nice. I, <laughs> I, I personally have, and not just with figure woods, uh, the powermatic planer that I have the helical head, I do find a pretty significant difference in, in quality just all the time, you know, just like the running quality level is higher for a longer period of time. Uh, it comes off of their glass smooth and yeah, I'm going to do more work to it, but coming out of the planer, there's the difference between I got to start with 80 grit to get rid of those right. lines versus right. I could just jump to 220 and finish it off, you well, know? <clears throat> so to me, yeah, there is, there is enough of a difference, but I, I can't say that if they were just like, if they were tilted at a slight angle <laughs> or if they I'm sorry, if they were square, would it be, you know, detrimental to the finish? I don't know. Right. Well, you know, I actually remember reading something. The president of Grizzly was in one of the forums somewhere, and he's just like, you know, I've done so many tests and the the straight ones and the shared ones, and he's like, I can't tell the difference. Yeah. So. Well, you know, another thing from uh, a 
not so much the the surface coming out of it, uh, but the, the shavings themselves. They're so much smaller and finer that I noticed that I don't have uh, my hoses getting plugged up mm-hmm. nearly as often as I did before because with my own uh, lunchbox planer, it still is a uh, uh, well. I have a four a four inch hose off of it, uh, but again, you can you can just hear the chips moving through it. It's not those big long. Uh, chips that I usually had, or shavings that I usually had with the straight ones. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. also a noise difference, a pretty yes. significant one as well. That's right. Didn't yeah. you actually pull out a decibel meter at one point, one of your videos? For the jointer uh, upgrade, I did. And I can't remember ex- what the exact number was. It might have been 10 decibels difference between before and really? after. Uh, and I found that the planer, and really, if is there any tool louder than a lunchbox planer? No. Well, I, I, except for my portable table saw that I had for a very short <laughs> period of time because it scared everybody. Those things scream. They're yeah, I mean, the, so, they're, they're I, very never, loud. I've, I've wondered about this because I didn't have an apples-to-apples comparison. See, when I went to a helical-inspired head, I changed planers. I went to, um, what's the difference, induction motor? Is mm-hmm. that the better one, the quieter one? Uh, I think so. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah, universal was, induction. Yeah. The, the planer itself was so much quieter. The motor was quieter. It was, a, I mean, it was less vibration. It's a beefier and, machine. And yeah. So, I mean, I, when I first turned it on, I was like, holy crap. Like, you can have a conversation in the room while this thing is running. And then I ran a board through. I was like, okay, that's what it's supposed to sound like. <laughs> well, see, there, there's a, still so much quieter to begin with that I really, I get that question all the time. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Yes, it's quieter, but I mean, compared to a benchtop model to a, a floor standing, you know, model that frankly is f- what almost five times more expensive. Yeah, it's quieter. Yeah, of course the, it's the quieter. format change there definitely significant. But I, I I haven't tested it in the planers, but definitely with the jointer, significant difference in in sound. And I think with the lunchbox planer, if that is the loudest tool in your shop, you can use anything you can get. Uh, I know yeah. there was a, a neighbor of mine that I didn't even know they were a woodworker until I heard them running something through a planer. And, you know, from uh, from my distance between my house and, and theirs, a couple houses down, I'm like, sounds like a planer. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You hear it right away. Those things are horrendously loud. So oh, yes. uh, if this quiets them down a little bit, I don't know. I think the, the this whole segmented cutterhead concept is a win-win for everybody. Yep. Yeah. Well, one thing I do want to go back to is uh, so when we were talking about having to, let's say you have one of the cutter uh, pieces has a nick in it, and so you're going to go ahead and spin it around. Uh, Shannon, you were talking about how like the planer for you is just it's a rough tool. You're going to touch something else on the surface before you actually finish that whole thing up. And I think a lot of people, and I'm sure we would get kickback if we don't mention this, is that if you were to spin just one of those cutter heads around, now that one is potentially just a little bit wider since it hasn't been worn down like the other ones. Mm -hmm. And so people will say, oh, well, that's now you're going to have this one little area that uh, the surface is a little bit deeper. It's going to leave a track in there. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I haven't had to switch one of those around yet. But again, for myself, well, the planer it, is a rough tool. If if you pull a board right out of one of those helical head planers, helical like uh, forget it. I'm calling it helical. Let's just call it helical. Helical influenced. <laughs> I can't deal with your your power tool political correctness, Matt. Call it segmented. It's not um, me. It's the audience. Go. I'm just trying to keep everybody happy for once. If you pull a, a board right out of one of those planers and you take a smoothing plane set really fine, like thousands of an inch or thinner, you will see that there are little um, 
like ridges. dished out sections. Yeah, it's not it's perfect. not perfectly flat. You know, whereas you've got those ridges from the straight line, um, you, you're going to see that you're actually not creating a perfectly flat thing. It's like you went over it with a really tiny scrub plane. Right. Um, now it's really minor, but that's the thing that keeps like my mill foreman from going to a straight line knife for that final finish because you get at least then you've got a consistent surface that the light reflects off more consistently than the little scallopy things. It's pretty minor. Um, but there's a lot of people who are millwork aficionados who just can't stand helical heads for that reason because there's actually more cleanup. But uh, I don't know. I I personally haven't seen it, have it bothered me that much. Doesn't so, bother uh, me. Yeah, I don't <laughs> really worry about it. Well, and, and here's the other thing in a commercial millwork shop, you know, removing a 64th or a 32nd of an inch for that last pass, they don't do that. They crank it up to remove an eighth of an inch or three sixteenths of an inch and run it through in one pass. You know, so yeah, it's going to make a little bit more of a difference there. Yeah, cool. Well, you know what? I'd be interested if anyone has a perspective on why this is not a good thing. Clearly, we're sort of biased on it. I think for the average woodworker, it's a it's a good upgrade and it's one that is probably going to pay dividends in the future in the long run for you and just frustration and money spent on either sharpenings or replacement blades. So I would forecast that it's one that you're not going to have any option on soon enough too. It might but be, I huh? Think, I think the straight, straight, straight knives are going to disappear, and it's going to be harder and harder to find replacement blades for them. Uh, I, I can say uh, at my old rigid, which I still have with the straight blades, uh, when I go to visit Home Depot, just out of curiosity, I always go to look for the replacement blades, and I cannot find them. And I've gone to two different Home Depots near me, hmm. and they're never available. Yep. Interesting. You're gonna have to go to eBay. It's gonna be like buying 3.5 floppy disks. <laughs> oh no, not that! So oh, I'm well. off eBay. <laughs> did you say eBay the first time? He did say eBay. Did I really? That's wow. the way yep. woodworkers pronounce eBay now. I guess what well, <laughs> eBay. Yeah, nice. Well, that's that's because he's uh, you know European. So <laughs> oh, he's got an accent now because he was eBay. gone for a week. <laughs> nice. You know, I, I did actually say good Morgan when I walked into the office this morning and caught myself. I was like, you uh, no, trash snob. Morgan didn't come in today. Uh, why? What do you Who's Morgan? <laughs> My brother uh, lives in London and I make fun of him all the time because he forgets that he was born in New Jersey sometimes. <laughs> so he came, like we went out to breakfast when he was visiting last year and he asked the waitress for brown bread. And she's like, well, we've, we've, we've got brown bread, like wheat. And I guess it's just what they call like a wheat bread would be brown bread. I don't know. When we put it in the toaster, it comes out kind of brown. I love it when he does that. Everything is simply brilliant. Yeah. It's so easy. He has to go to, go to the loo. Go back to his flat instead of his apartment. Yeah. It's all good. All right. Well, if you want to support the show, you can do so by setting up a recurring donation or a one-time donation at woodtalkshow.com. And, uh, you can get a t-shirt over at twwstore.com or enter the giveaway at woodtalkshow.com slash giveaway and uh, matt how about you give them the contact info and we'll get out of here all right hey folks do you have a comment a question a topic suggestion there are several different ways to contact us leave us a voicemail on skype our username is woodtalk online call our voicemail line at 623-242-5180 email us at kickback at woodtalkshow.com or leave us a comment on our woodtalk facebook page and if you're looking for the show notes or downloads from today's show or previous episodes you'll find them at woodtalkshow.com and because we're heading into the weekend more likely as you're listening to this or it's a monday or i don't know when we're going to release it uh there's different ways to get uh, more great content from us you can find mark over at the woodwhisperer.com shannon over at renaissancewoodworker.com and matt over at mattsbasementworkshop.com so good all right well thanks for listening everybody have a great weekend and we'll talk to you later See ya. Bye.